Hello, and welcome to the Fan Fiction Book Club podcast, a weekly podcast that explores the good, the bad, and the cringy of fan fiction, hosted by me, Ollie, and my lovely co-host, SG. Heyo! Poppy. Hi! And T-Stan. Hello! Every month, we scour the internet to bring you four different fanfic reads, and our theme this month is Phantom of the Opera. Check out our website at fanfictionbookclub.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fanfictionados for the full lineup of stories for the month and to connect with us on the web. All right. So the fanfic we are discussing this week is Same Old Lang by Nibbles Fan on fanfiction.net. Um, this was written in December on December 24th of 2020, and there is 6,000 words, and um, it's rated K, and um, the tags were Hurt Comfort Romance. Wait, what is rated K? Is that rated kids? Yeah, it's like K plus, <laughs> like kids. It's like, it's rated G. So, kids can read it, anyone can read it. Rated E, e for, for everyone. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> If yes, I could high five you, I would. That was good. <laughs> Virtual high five. <laughs> um, so the author's summary is very short. Um, met my old lover in the grocery store as snow was falling Christmas Eve. Modern AU based off the song by Dan Fogelberg. One shot. Um, so again, this this story is a very quick read. Um, and it's based off a song um, from the 80s. Uh, we'll definitely put the link in the description so you can all enjoy this. I don't even know how you would describe the song, like 80s kind of prom dancey ballad type, type of song. Um, but the story closely follows the lyrics. So if any of you want to read the story, I would definitely recommend listening to the song first. Um, I don't know if we want to go into the song now, Yes. Um, we do. <laughs> I, I think the people need the backstory. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. So this same old Lang is a song written in the 80s and performed by someone named Dan Fogelberg. And apparently he's very fa famous. I don't know if he's still famous to this day. Apparently he's very famous. <laughs> <laughs> he has so many views on YouTube when I searched him and he has a lot of fan-made videos and I was looking at the comments and mostly they're from people in their 60s saying I remember this song when I was a teenager and essentially it's just about a, a man who met his ex-lover in a grocery store and they talked and and yeah like i don't i don't <laughs> do you guys have any comments on the song i not really uh, on not the song the on the video on the video yeah i have some comments on the video that you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so i when i sent everybody this story this fanfic i made a preference of like hey this is based off this song and i sent them the first video that i had searched when i looked up the song on youtube and do you have the comments poppy about the okay. video so 
this this video has <laughs> has like 5.2 million views on YouTube. Um and it's like something that I would have made when I was 11 on Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> um it's like it's just like still pictures. Like they like someone went into the stock footage of hetero white people hugging and like put that in to Windows Movie Maker and just used a bunch of like like transitions and like wipes and fade in and out and stuff. And then they also had like pictures of Klaus and Rebecca Michelson from the Vampire Diary. And okay, okay, and grocery bags. I thought I recognized her face, but I couldn't just like, tell from well, where. It was so random. Klaus and Rebecca Michelson and their siblings. And this is a love song, so that's weird. Um, and then they also, so I was like, okay, maybe they just don't know who these characters are. And they just like Googled like people looking at each other. But then they also had a picture of Damon and Elena. So I'm like, okay, so obviously they know <laughs> what the Vampire Diaries is. And they know that these two people are siblings. So why would they put them in this love song? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so glad that you knew who they were because I watched the video and I went, I know these people. I've yeah, seen their I was like, they look, I recognize the cheerleader girl from Degrassi and that guy but I didn't recognize the brother and sister <laughs> oh my god it was so weird but and then they also there was also a stock image of like um cool whip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like and like pinnacle vodka and like strawberries and I'm like what is this recipe that they it's an oddly entertaining video slideshow i guess because yeah. it wasn't really <laughs> it's a 2010 fever dream and <laughs> yeah that's a good way reiterate of it. that this video has 5.2 million views the people loved it <laughs> How, what was the like to dislike ratio i didn't even check that out look at it like <laughs> you guys go check out the like to dislike radio give it a like if you like it yeah don't do anything if you don't like it no. Yeah, don't. Just don't even don't even feed the dislike culture. Yeah, like Okay, okay. It's don't it's a 2000 it, Yeah, it's a oh 2013 fever dream. There we oh, go. Oh, okay. Right. Like I knew I was off. 2010. Yeah, very different time. <laughs> <laughs> their their photo choice was just so random. <laughs> yeah, just like they just woman. googled romantic photos or I don't even know what they had to have googled that. Yeah, the, oh, I knew these a, people. A, there was like a woman standing in the grocery, in like the produce section, like looking at her wallet and like, like what? Stock <laughs> image of of Cool Whip and eggnog. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 vodka. Don't think I didn't notice the whipped cream vodka. Yeah, mm -hmm. why is that there? Like, I I just I don't. I, it's just so funny. It was so funny. Thank you for sharing it with us, Ollie. Yes, of course. Of a beautiful course. trip we'll, back we'll in the time with all of you in our show notes. Yeah, that was eight <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand thirteen was eight years ago. Yeah, that's time it was. happens. It moves on. Oh, hush time you. moves forward. <laughs> Don't sass me. <laughs> all right, so here's the rundown of same old Lang. So. Eric is this like rock star musician known as the Phantom. 
Um, the story doesn't explicitly say what kind of musical genre Eric falls into, but just that he's very well known and he travels a world to perform, has many, many fans. And he's also shrouded in anonymity. Oh no, I hate this word. Anonymity because he wears a, uh, a mask for his persona. But when he's out in his everyday, not as a phantom, he wears like a flesh colored mask to, you know, blend in a little bit more with society. And so the story begins with Eric pulling into the grocery store parking lot. Um, it's Christmas Eve, it's late, it's snowing. And I believe this is all set in the small town that he grew up in. Um, it sounds like it. It sounds like it because I don't think um, it sounded like him and Christine knew each other for a while, at least college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so because a lot of stores and restaurants are, are closed for the holiday, uh, Eric goes into the grocery store to shop for a few things to make, uh, to make dinner. Um, and the store is packed with people doing last minute shopping for uh, Christmas and Eric is a little anxious or annoyed having to go in with a crowd of people he knows that, you know, may point and stare at his face. Um, so Eric goes in the store, he's shopping around, he's in the bread aisle when he hears um, a voice that he immediately recognizes. And so he abandons his baguette and follows the voice to a woman he knows very well, Christine. Um, and Christine is super surprised to see her famous ex-lover, Eric, behind her in the frozen vegetable aisle. Um, both are a little, little bit awkward after so many years of not seeing each other. Christine is now married to Raul, a guy Eric remembered to be like this, like, low sick puppy that had a crush on Christine when Eric and her had been dating. Um... And Raul brings this up and Christine is kind of put off by that. And Eric apologizes for being rude. Um, and then Christine admits that she had been doing, you know, some last minute shopping because she was hosting her in-laws for Christmas. And she makes a remark that if her husband had really loved her, he wouldn't have invited his family over who apparently don't appreciate her or like don't hold her in the most, you know, highest regards. Um, which I feel like there's like a red flag there when she says that. And Eric kind of picks up on that. And after briefly catching up, Eric invites Christine to have a drink. And Christine's kind of like, really? You want to have a drink with me? Like she thinks he's suggesting something, but she she agrees and um, uh, agrees to go on to have a drink with him. So Christine and Eric are in line at the, you know, the register to, to go uh, to leave the grocery store. Eric brings up her career and now she's just working for her husband, um, does some social media and PR stuff for his company. I think it's like real estate. Um, and Eric kind of makes a bit of an insensitive uh, move and says she could be a great singer if she wanted it with, you know, her degree and her passion with music. And it was kind of here where I'm like, I can I can see why the two broke up. Eric often kind of just makes these like insensitive comments that embarrass Christine or make her feel ashamed that like she had settled with Raul. And so 
they leave the grocery store um, and uh, Eric drives around with Christine and they see that every restaurant is closed, which Eric already knew because that's why he he'd gone into this grocery store to get some food. Um, but eventually they find like a liquor store and he goes in, picks up a, a six pack and the two drive uh, back to the grocery store parking lot where um, Chris, Christine's par- car is parked and they just kind of sit in the car and, and catch up. Um, and then it's here that I think I start to like Eric a bit more um, after his slightly like belittling comment to Christine. He opens up more about himself and admits that he feels kind of lonely with no family and that uh, and that was why he had planned to be alone for, for the holiday because one, he has no family and two, he doesn't really like believe in Christmas or he just doesn't like Christmas. And he also mentions that nobody could really love him or truly know and understand him because of his face. Uh, but Christine, the angel that she is, tells him that Nadir, his manager, loves him and is and is his friend and that would stand by him no matter what. And that so sh- so sh- so should should ah words. And so would she. And then so things proceed on and Eric who clearly still has some sort of feeling for her asks if she loves her husband and she doesn't, she can't really give him a straight answer of like, yes or no, but says that she is happy with Raul uh, most of the time. Um, And then her husband Raul calls and interrupts the moment that they were, they were having. And essentially she, she now has to go back home and kind of resume her life again um and and then she she kind of says good she says goodbye and you know gives him her number and says that he should call her or they should you know stay in touch thanks him kisses his cheek and leaves and then that's it the story ends that's the way the cookie crumbles yeah yeah it, it ended kind of abruptly but Again, I kind of liked how it ended with the, you know, with them not confessing their feelings for each other or anything like that. Like they're both, they both have their lives and it's a not so happily ever after, but that's okay. My thoughts are if someone's your ex, there's a reason they're your ex and you should get back together with them. There it is. There's a reason you broke up in the first place. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you can tell they still have feelings for each other. Yeah, you can tell they still have feelings for each other, but you can also see why they broke up. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's definitely a kind of... Yeah, the relationship where it's like, yeah, you're better friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to ask, uh, so who's driving Eric home? He has a Lexus that he's renting. He had three beers. Yeah, but he's going to sit in his car. (laughs) <laughs> they both had drinks which is also maybe no. <laughs> never drink yeah. and drive I mean, folks yeah no everyone holds their alcohol differently like you know so maybe three drinks is just fine for him 
Maybe he yeah. had like the little um the little baby half size Pepsi's of beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also okay, yeah, also that's fine. Beer, like that's not very alcoholic. I don't know. I mean, they both know. Like they're in their cars. They're you know. Oh, please. in a parking you lot, know? and they eventually have to go home. And neither, neither of them seemed drunk. No. Yeah, no, no, I got it. Yeah, I just still. Hmm. Can I pivot a little bit, or a lot of bit, um, into this story? So this story, like, it was all, like, like, pretty, like, like, relatively wholesome, you know? It was just, like, two old lovers, like, catching up and seeing how they were doing. Um, and then super abruptly and randomly, and it's never mentioned again, they just drop the fact that Eric killed one of his foster fathers. Oh, yeah, they just kind of yeah, dropped that. They talked about his childhood. And, they, and I, um, like, I missed that. Was a, he oh, okay, was uh, so assaulted me... and... Yeah. yeah. But... What the... Okay, so, what? Yeah, gonna, it was, it was read... just like one paragraph okay. and I'm like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to read it. I'm going to read it. And um, trigger warning for um, sexual abuse. Uh, and murder. And murder. And, uh, and, and murder. murder. A yeah. lot of different things. Um, <laughs> yeah, Okay. Eric just sighed and looked straight ahead. It's more or less an accurate description. And it was true. Christine was one of the few people who had heard most of his life story. His neglectful mother who couldn't stand to care for the monster she had birthed. The rotating foster families and group homes where even a monthly government check wasn't enough to justify keeping an abomination around. The physical and mental abuse his time in juvenile detention for killing his foster father. It had been self-defense when the man had tried to molest him. The records long, long since sealed and expunged, but a loving family was something Eric was not familiar with. And that's it. That's Which is very heavy. Yeah. And then <laughs> they just kind of move lines. on. And I'm like, I, like, I was like, did they just casually say that he killed his foster father? Oh my god, it would have been self-defense. Yeah, so... Hey kids, let's talk about murder. <laughs> and murder. then not do it. Yeah, let's talk about murder murder, and then not talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird how casually they mentioned that. I almost forgot that it happened. Yeah. Because yeah. they mentioned it so casually. And I read it and I was like, whoa. Yeah. So are we yeah, gonna talk had, about how this affects his life now, or is I this just a little? Yeah, I had so, completely um, wiped that from my brain. So let's uh, uh, redact what we said last week in saying that Eric has not killed anybody in any of the stories. Oh, he you're right. Killed someone well, in this yeah. story, <laughs> which is Definitely funny because this did. is not the story that I would have expected him to kill someone. No. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it, it was, was so fun. Yeah, it wasn't malicious. It was very abrupt. Yeah. Do we know for sure? Are you certain? That's what the. (laughs) That's what. what, What's this author's name? Nimbles. Nibbles. Nibbles. (laughs) That's what Nibbles fan said. Aren't we going to believe Nibbles fan? They wrote the fic. (laughs) Oh, I was just saying it to be obnoxious. (laughs) Obnoxious? T Stan? No. I know. That never happens. Hey. <laughs> that is is that is something that I did like about this story is that they really kind of fleshed out their characters a little bit, at least with Eric. 
mm-hmm. um, why he is the way he is. And he has, you know, a traumatic past that he's somewhat moved on from. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just yeah. kind of a sad and lonely character who has a lot of fame. And um, I think you can you could say that about a lot of celebrities who are super big, but, you know, are they truly happy with all the money that they have and all the fame that they have? I don't know, because I don't know any celebrities. No, I don't know either. They could be living large and in charge and loving it. Or they could be hating themselves. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, and I feel like Christine was relatively fleshed out. Like, like we got, like, glimpses into her uh, life, and she's not yeah. entirely happy with Raoul, and she's jealous that Meg and Eric both have successful music careers. Right. And Christine a left behind, yeah. left in the dust. I wonder what, um, I wonder if her desire to not be alone just overshadowed her desire to make something of herself. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really sad that she settled. It sounds like she really just settled for Raul. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's people that do that. They don't want to be alone. So they'll settle for whatever sounds right that comes their way. But yeah. I was just really sad to read like, oh, Christine, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the in-laws are crazy. Get out of there. Yeah. But again, I don't think like, I don't think she's super like unhappy. I think I, she's I content. I didn't read that she was content. It sounded like. She was frustrated with her husband, like really yeah, frustrated I, with him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that she was completely unhappy. I just like, I just think that she wasn't living the life that she wanted. Right. Well, yeah, but, but there's a lot of people. She too. was, it's, you know, yeah. She was like, she was content enough in the life that she had, but it wasn't. What she but wanted. she couldn't she couldn't even answer that she loved her husband yeah yeah, yeah that's right. a, which is a red flag yeah for a relationship if you can't admit that you yeah she could yeah unless it's like an arranged marriage of financial and inf- and convenience and like influence then i get not necessarily loving I, your partner but... i mean that sounds like what the, exactly what that was though do you think that's that's what it was for her? She was just like, I need somebody. This guy's got a lot of money. Yeah. He's not going to treat me like trash. I might as well settle with this. That's the yeah. vibe I got, but... I mean, yeah, that, that's the vibe I, I kind of got, too, that she she was really just settling and she wasn't really happy with. Well, Which then sucks, because, you know, he's not always the most well-written, but, you know, Raul's not the worst. I have no, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounded like like he was like really in love with her and um I think it was probably nice for her to feel like she was prioritized when maybe with her relationship with Eric yeah he had prioritized like... his career yeah. over her Uh-huh I yeah. think she should have gone it alone Yeah sometimes oh. it's it's better to just be single than to settle for someone that you're not yeah. really with. And to marry them Yeah Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed very opposed to the to children. <laughs> Did you catch that? I don't remember that. Where where was that? I think he I meant she. I think bit. he asked her about like oh any children or mentioned kids, and she's like oh no no. 
I don't well, remember where that was. One of the reasons Eric was saying that they broke up was because he wanted kids, or she wanted kids and he didn't. Oh. Oh. And then he asked her about kids with Raul, and she was like, oh, God, no. And he's like, oh, <laughs> what? Like, what? Maybe because of the in-laws. I know it can get, like, really frustrating if you're dating someone and their parents are like, so when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really give a clear, like, how old they're supposed to be. Like, are they in their 30s? I felt like they were in their 30s, like... Yeah, I th- I think because they finished Get college... late 20s. He had enough time to, like, really... It sounded like he had eight albums out or something. Yeah. yeah it's crazy like that. So, I mean, he must be at least late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Eric Eric is always older than Christine. Right. Well, because I know he's they like forty said in the he show. was older in this one. Do you think he was like thirty and dating a college girl? No, I mean it said that um, they were in college together, but it sounded like he was like a senior, an upperclassman, like some sort. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Four years isn't that much. Yeah, it's no. so much. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> No, that's not a big deal. <laughs> It'd definitely be worse. Yes, infinitely worse. So yeah, how do you guys how do you guys feel about the writing? It was solidly okay. It was a yeah. solid okay. Actually, there was like a lot of like the writing style was pretty pretty decent. Like there was a lot of description and um pretty nice scene transitions, but it wasn't anything, you know, over the top. It was it was a solid okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was solidly okay. Mm-hmm. It, it was better than the quality we usually get from you, Ollie. So like, oh, shots fired. Oh, the, sh- the shade. <laughs> well, to be fair, I I was on a very different um, what do you call it? Fin- fiction network. What was I on? You were on Wattpad. You don't even remember where you went. I couldn't even remember. It was like a drunk fanfic. Really weird orange website. (laughs) The orange place. The orange place. Yeah. Yeah. So the writing is definitely better than what we've seen. I I had something else I was going to say about the writing. Oh, it's really short. It's very short. It is short. It is 6,000 words. And it's a single chapter. It's a one shot. Yeah. So I like I like my one shots to be a little bit longer than that. But I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of wish it was a little bit longer, but I don't know what needed to be in it to make it longer. I thought it was actually the perfect length because there wasn't. You didn't need a lot of backstory for this. You know, it's just two lovers reuniting and then saying goodbye. Like it was a very just sweet and simple. That's I don't it. know if maybe there was like a flashback to their fight or like the thing that ended it all added in there or something hmm. like maybe some sort of more fleshed out flashbacks along with just like the conversational sharing past stories with each other just through dialogue really quickly. But I think, like, what can make a good story is not needing the backstory and having it be explained through dialogue. Yeah, I, or, I mean, it, it, it could, and it does do that. I just, 
I don't know. I think it would have helped me like invest in where the characters were versus where they are now coming back to each other. Yeah. I guess like knowing on the terms that they parted in, it would make that meeting in the grocery store like more significant. Like did they part on very turbulent terms and they haven't talked to each other since. And so this first interaction is the first time they're interacting after like a crazy intense yelling match breakup or did they part on good terms and this is just kind of like nerves because yeah. we haven't talked to each other for a long time but there isn't necessarily bad blood between us I think it would have like helped like maybe create, helped create tension in their mm-hmm. meeting like the how am I going to be received by this person mm-hmm. I wonder if they had like Christine's point of view if they like bounced from Eric to Christine like she would have been able to provide more of a background of I th- what I th- hashed I out. I think it just being from Eric's perspective is fine. I just kind of mm-hmm. wish that there was something more to guide me on the significance of them meeting up in a store. Because if I like saw any of my exes in a grocery store, I'd just be like, "Hey, cool, yeah, nice to see you. I hope you're doing well. Bye." Like there there yeah. wouldn't be like any apprehension. And I don't know if with her, like, or maybe it's one-sided apprehension where she's like really freaked out about it and kind of being weird and he's being normal, but they both seem to act really normal around each other. Yeah. I, I mean, wish... she like threw her arms around him. Yeah. yeah. She was, she was like happy to, very, to see yeah. him. Yeah. Very excited. But yeah, I, I, I would, I would just be curious to see that included, like how, what their last encounter actually looked like compared to their first encounter after so many years mm-hmm. and her getting married. Like, yeah. I know, yeah. And what would that be like? Another maybe 800 words? Yeah. The story. I don't think it would be like, much, but maybe if it was instead of 6,000 words, it could have shot for more like seven eight to 10, maybe to 10. Yeah. Just to give a little more background. I mean, that's, that's about how long I like my one shots to be is like seven to 10. Yeah. I am. Um, I've read one shots that are 30, 30 K. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a one shot. I mean, it's a one it shot. Is, if it's, it's only one chapter. One go, if it's just one <laughs> yes. not broken out, that's technically a one shot. <laughs> um, so my, my metric for how long a one shot needs to be is very skewed well like on the lower Mm. end of a one shot because there was if it was just one scene i could understand like three to six thousand but when you go because they Mm. they were in the grocery store then they were in the car then they went to the uh liquor liquor store store, and then back in the car car. and then final confrontation that's like four to five scenes yeah i'd I'd expect like maybe 1500 a scene but yeah i think the author could have maybe you know, set the the scene a little more of like, where were they? Was this like, you yeah, know, I, I a, think a small town type of situation? Yeah. It sounded like they're in like a large grocery store, um, but I don't know where where they I, were. I thought of it as like a small red apple or something. A <laughs> red apple. Have you been in yeah. a red apple? Like, it's, uh, a yeah, little, it's a little more of a neighborhood. Yeah, a little, grocery store. Uh, no, I have not. You haven't been in a red apple tasting. I the the only neighborly small grocery stores we have 
always like have rotten Joe's. meat. In. Yeah. Okay, not a Trader Joe's. I'm thinking like grocery outlet. Oh no, I didn't think of that. Like red that apple kind of is kind of like Trader Joe's, but on the lo- not low like end, a, but like on the a lower QFC ish. Yeah, it's like a small QFC. But yeah, I, w- I was thinking, I was all, I was just thinking like the local Safeway. I wasn't even thinking like small mm-hmm. town. Yeah, I, I didn't think of the context of the size of the town. It was just the size of the grocery store. But I think like if it was a little longer, like that stuff could be flushed out more. And I, I think the story's mm-hmm. fine as it is. I think it does a good job of taking you along and answering most of your questions, like probably 90, 95% of them. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think it could have like taken it to another level with those other elements added in. Not that it's bad as it is. Cause it's definitely mm-hmm. not bad. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. Honestly, the quality is, I'm staggered because of what <laughs> we usually get. We, we have what? some good quality writing in the Phantom of the Opera fandom. I'm very yeah. impressed. Yeah, that was the one thing I yeah. noticed when I was looking through stories. I'm like, these are all fairly decent. Like, nothing was like, yeah. oh, my brain. Like, how did I just look at that? Yeah, I'm not listing the seven forms yeah. and lightsaber <laughs> fighting. <laughs> we will not talk about that ever again. Thank you. Never gonna let you live that one down. Never. It had pictures. But Naruto! It had pictures. <laughs> What, you never read a picture book before? (laughs) Not when it's supposed to just be a straight story. I just, I just remember that part where they're describing Naruto's utility belt. He's like, he had a utility belt full of things for survival. (laughs) Full of things. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, But yeah, no, I think the quality of this one was really good. Yeah, I think that it. There could have been two chapters here. Mm-hmm. But for a um, one shot, I think it worked well. Yeah, for a one shot where it's just based on a song, a depressing, sad yes. song. That was a nice song. <laughs> I like the song. I like folk music, though, so. <laughs> yeah, I remember road trips with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the I, music. It was just fine at, at the length that it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it needed more. It would have been too drawn out if it had more, I think. Fair. Fair. And how how well did they stick to the fandom? Um, they didn't. Christine Eric was sings. still with a CH. I mean, yeah. I guess Christine and Rao got married, so that was gonna happen. And, and they're not happy, which is what happens in Love Never Dies, so yeah, you know. Yeah, but we don't talk about Love Never Dies. <laughs> I know. I keep saying we can't talk about it, and then I bring it up. <laughs> um, But yeah, so, I mean, Eric sings. Christine and Raul are married. There's all He's it. known as the Phantom. <laughs> I mean, that's the Phantom. He wears a mask. They spend a good portion of this fic in a grocery store and then drinking beer in a Lexus. I don't think that's a very canon. Hashtag classy. <laughs> you mean that doesn't happen in the stage show? <laughs> you don't remember no, that No, it happens part? backstage. <laughs> they bring out like a, a cardboard cutout of a car and they're just like randomly there's just an aside like everything else is the same but there's an extra scene where they're just <laughs> drinking in a car deleted scenes no no see that's the um that's the uh what happens backstage afterwards yeah 
curtain goes down. They're like, okay. Get the Lexus out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wheel it out. Yeah, I, yeah, it didn't really, I think all of our picks were AUs. Yeah. That we did. Like, none of us cared about the, <laughs> the opera <laughs> true setting. <laughs> look, it's, look, Family Opera is good. But it's poorly written. Damn. And it needed to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a, two men torturing a woman for, what, two and a half hours? Torturing a child. Yeah. She's not even a woman. Like, she's a woman, but she's a very young, 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 young woman. It'd be more problematic if they tried to stick to, like, the OG Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah. I guess in our modern I don't day, think it would be. We, I guess it would but I I feel like we probably should have chosen one fic that did stick truer. <laughs> yeah. It, but nah, um, I'm not gonna torch put myself through that. Nah. <laughs> well, no, I, I I think we had like a good distribution of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AUs yeah. are AUs are acceptable in this universe. Yeah. Do we want to read the comments? Yeah, we should yeah. read some comments. I think. One of the top comments, or maybe not top comments, but uh, um, one was by guest. <laughs> oh, what did they say? Skirdandy? Skirdandy? What? I don't know what that. So one of the comments by guest um, says, truly a good fanfic. I'm not going to lie. My heart hurts like a ditch, but welp, I should have seen it coming. I like the setting. Usually I'm not so fond of modern AU because there are a lot of Family Opera. Yes, I knew that. Um, it says, for listeners, it says Poto, which is Family Poto. Opera. My brain's a potato. <laughs> There's a lot of potato elements that can't yeah. fit. Yeah, a lot of potato elements that cannot fit. However, you managed it well. It's amusing to see how you actually build the backstory of a lifetime in a relatively short media without showing any scenes. Only using the old friends relating memories, memory tool. Clever. In consequence, your writing feels natural, spontaneous. Um, moreover, you also found a way to mix angst and humor. The best cocktail there is. This is great. You probably already know this, but it's what makes the story interesting. The reader can experience many emotions. So when the reading is over, the feeling... The feelings linger a while, and you can reflect back on a story months later. Years, even. I'm like, <laughs> I remember the first fanfic I read what, and what it felt like. So to quote that Frankenstein classic movie, it's alive, it's alive. You're not going to finish it? I guess I can finish it. Anyway, congratulations. It's a win-win. I'll keep an eye on you. I'll keep an eye on you now. And thanks for the song suggestion. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> And you then, like this person longest. this person writes like they leave unwanted constructive criticism on DeviantArt pictures. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what Skurdandy does. <laughs> just just the way they, they wrote each sentence, I was like, ooh. I just love that they did a space and then an exclamation point multiple times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, look at that. And they all their on... periods are right they... at the end of their sentences, but all their exclamation points are space exclamation <laughs> points. They went on several tangents, even though it was only two paragraphs, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. And then a okay, uh, Charlie Bone fan said, well, that was depressing, dot, 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 but good. 
very sweet. It was on Christmas. <laughs> they said that on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh my God. I think they posted it on Christmas Eve, wasn't it? The, the story. Yeah, yeah the so. story yeah. on Christmas Eve. So. <laughs> but yeah, and then another silent observer said, bittersweet. I like the fact that it is not a happy ending for these two. Which is what you like, Asuka. Yeah. Molly. Yeah. So do we want to rate it? Of course we do. Give it a mask. I will give it a single mask. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm a kidding. single mask. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd give this story three masks. I think it was good. I think it was all around good, but it wasn't amazing. And it, um, I wish it was longer. Yeah, I would have, I would have given it a three and a half, um, mainly because this is kind of one of my first stories that the writing wasn't, you know, I didn't have to really nitpick it, <laughs> um, and it was, it was nice because it was in Eric's point of view and it didn't jump through multiple characters, um, and. Um, it was a bittersweet story and it was, I think it's more memorable because it didn't have such a happily or, you know, a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think 3.5 does it does its justice. Well, now I feel like a follower because I'm also doing a 3.5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just, I know that this is not a high enough rating to justify this, but thank the gods that Ollie finally picked something that was actually good to read. Yeah. The other picks were, I don't want to say torture because that's mean, (laughs) but they were hard. They were difficult to get through. This was nice. I'm not a bittersweet ending kind of person. I need my sugar. I need it shoveled into my mouth. (laughs) Just like happy ending juice. Just bleh. Yeah. Um, so 3.5, but my God, I got through it. It was fine. I, I read it. It was good. Thank you. No, that Kudos. is a lot, Kudos, but I Ollie. picked an okay story. No, you keep doing that. Story. Stop He's doing good. the other one. <laughs> I also I also give this a 3.5 because it it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> like, yep, great. That's, I feel so bad that it's such an achievement for us. <laughs> Ollie got threes across the board. Wow! I'm sorry. Winner. I'm sorry, Poppy. Did you did you have more to add to that? I'm sorry. Nope, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, I guess we should pick what's what's. Wait, the... no. Who oh, won? Yeah. Who well, won? That, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We should pick oh. what story we like the best. I thought you were going to say we should pick the next one. Um, well, we should do that too, but this first. Uh, I pick SG as the winner. Aw, Poppy. Uh, I pick Tristan's. Aw, thank you. Um, I'm actually, despite the five I gave to SG's story, I'm going to pick Ollie's because it was, again, it was legible. I'm going to be self-centered and pick mine because I really did like mine. You're going to pick yours? Okay, I'm yeah. Whoop. All right, SG's the winner again. Nothing wrong again. with that. Nope, you got it. There is nothing wrong with that. And I'm going to pull up a random number generator. Yes, pull up the yeah. random number generator. We have uh, a list of 30 different fandom topics. 
fandoms that exist in the world. There are many more, but we only have 30. And we use a random number generator because we're all doing this remotely because there is a pandemic going on. Um. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yes, yeah. we're ready. Okay. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Does someone have the list up? Yeah. I have the list up. I okay. do. Yeah, we all have the list. I don't. 20. <gasps> What's Percy 20? Jackson. Percy oh. Jackson. Percy Jackson and the Olympians? Yep. Thank you for listening to the Fan Fiction Book Club. Our pick this week was Same Old Lang Sin by Nibbles Fan. You can find this story and more of the author's work on fanfiction.net. Theme song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music on incompetech.filmmusic.io slash artist slash Kevin McLeod. The works discussed on the Fan Fiction Book Club are not our own. All characters mentioned belong to the original authors. Until next week.